0: Greetings listeners, does this sound like you, you don't know what to watch next, mindlessly scrolling down one streaming service, then another, then another, and another, only to end up watching the same episodes of The Office you've seen a thousand times? Not to worry, we here at the half ass Podcast Network got you covered, cause we here, we also know what the fuck we're watching next, our next movie is always a mystery, always unknown, it's always, to be determined. That's right, we let to be determine what we watch next, and you should too. Support so your beverages, pop your popcorn, and come along on a journey with us where our destinations are always to be determined. Welcome back everyone to a new episode of to be determined. In recording years, it feels like a long time, but in actual release dates, it's not that long of a time, but it feels like forever. Uh, it's your host, the J-Man over here, and with me as always is my partner in crime, my crew host, Drinks of Ron. What were we sipping on tonight, bud?
1: Uh, some liquor. Um, I, I needed a whiskey real bad after today, so uh, yeah, a little uh, whiskey and, and Sprite. It's going to go down with that 83% vape pen real nice.
0: Interesting combo. Uh, generally a whiskey and cola guy myself, but to each their own. Uh, not only is it feel like a long time, it's also like had a, a long time since we've had a guest, and we have a special guest this week, uh, Ron. Uh, you might know him as Arliss you might know him as Rob Snow, you might know him from all his personalities, like Jesse the Body Vanjuri he can do, and he's the host of the Nostalgia Pit podcast, rapper, art illustrator, animator, movie producer. The man, the man knows no bounds, many of talents. Rob Snow, what's going on, man? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I have ADHD yeah, yeah. and I make it everybody else's problem. That's my. Whole thing. <laughs> I'm gonna do everything. I'm not gonna do any of it perfectly, but I'm gonna do a lot.
0: You're also a frequent on our other podcast, The Outsider Search Club. With when we do trivia nights, we also know you do a lot of movie reviews on your podcast, and you know go down it. So we thought this was a no-brainer to get you on here um, oh, yeah. to watch a movie that Tubi has determined for you. So. Mm-hmm. Glad you repeat. can make the time for us, and we're going to have some fun with this.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Seen a few pieces of shit on Tubi lately that uh, I'm glad I'm <laughs> oh, not reviewing, because, oh, my God, there's some fucking
2: garbage. <laughs> I have never here. watched Tubi before. You guys really? suggested doing it, and I watched. now I've watched two movies, and, like, wow. <laughs>
0: Wow. the thing silly. is like like, like during during oscar time they will have legitimate like oscar winning movies on there and then all of a sudden you go down to whatever their to be like originally it's like oh this is okay this is what yeah. we're here for <laughs> <You>
1: <laughs> like, find we're not here for garbage yeah well i mean Redbox will shit. have a steven spielberg movie but
2: woo, <laughs> you can find some fucking stinkers <laughs>
1: Yeah, I fucking love Tubi. I love all the weird old shit. So I'm the algorithm uh, that's part of this test is yeah. figuring out how much the algorithm is actually based off things I'm clicking like on and Right. Yeah. That's that's smart. Other than some of the documentaries, you know, you fall asleep watching <laughs> so I said watching some Bigfoot thing and or some, uh, you know, alien like lizard people thing, you know, 6 hours later you wake up and you're like my algorithm is fucked now. It's <laughs> We're on the fucking drinking baby blood. Like, what the fuck happened to me? <laughs> Just fell asleep on the couch. But speaking of pieces of shit on Tubi, uh, Justin, are you going to start us off on this uh, this one today?
0: Yeah, we'll do a little guest sandwich here. I'll go start us off, uh, and then Rob will join in the middle, and then you can finish out this sandwich with your review.
1: Yeah, I think um, you want to wait for mine. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. We I we we wait, had this man. plan.
0: Well, we kind of teased the uh, genre, if you will, uh, going into this, where it might be some salaciousness. We think we used the term porn because of our two <laughs> movies a, that we picked.
1: It was a horny or not, wheel. I'm sorry, we didn't time. pick. To be okay. picked for us. Yeah, it was uh, a fucking wheel was on one, man. I'm telling you. Wow, a lot of yeah. Skinamax type content. Mm-hmm. That fucking wheel was having it. A horny wheel. Horny wheel.
0: So my movie I ended up landing on was a movie I have seen before but haven't seen since pretty much came out which again I don't know why I was watching it when it came out because it came out in 96 so I probably saw it in 97, 98 maybe so 11 years old should not be watching this movie and of course it's the amazing crime drama thriller parody movie Striptease <laughs> For her most delightful. daring role ever, Demi Moore bears all in this erotic satire about a singer mother who turns to stripping in a Miami nightclub to earn money for a child custody battle. But her oh. sensual dancing attracts the unwanted attention of a deranged congressman a who will stop at nothing, even murder, to possess her. tease. Your Honor, my ex-husband is a
2: thief. That hardly qualifies him to raise a seven-year-old child.
1: Neither does being a mother without a job.
2: My lawyer told me this appeal is going to cost me $20,000. I mean, is there a shot in hell that I can make that in six weeks?
1: Erin Grant is desperate. And desperate times call for desperate missions. <laughs> creamed corn wrestling.
0: No chance that I am going to roll around naked in creamed corn with a bunch of drunken yahoos trying to stick niblets up my hoo-ha.
1: Erin has many interesting men in her life. Oh! An ex-husband. Uh, Mercedes, is that? Some orthodontist from Tampa. God, dare, what would Mama say? She'd say nice fucking car. Ow! A United States congressman.
2: You must be...
1: Con... Convec con- Dildo. This nut is a congressman? Uh, uh, c- a con- uh, congressman uh, dildo. <laughs> Why are you all shiny? It's Vaseline. I can feel it squishing between my toes. An enterprising lawyer. You
2: know, my neck really feels better, Uncle Al. Oh,
1: yeah? How's it going and a most unusual bouncer. You follow politics, Mr. Shack? Do I look like I follow politics? Castle Rock Entertainment presents a story about the bodies that move. He'd jump you in a second, that piece of shit. And the ones that don't <laughs> Demi Moore. I'm Malcolm Moldowski, Congressman Dilbeck's right hand. You must be a very busy man. Strip tease. You are Mrs. Grant? No, I'm Barbara Bush. Who is he? George Bush. Fuck.
0: Gotta be honest. If I listened to the trailer again before watching this movie, I would have a whole new outlook on this movie. Because I always remember it being as a tense thriller. But then the fucking trailer comes in the air with. And that narrator's all jovial and shit. I'm like, (laughs) This stripper. It's a spoof movie. I was like, This is not a spoof movie. And then you put that trailer. I'm like, It's absolutely a spoof movie. Like, kudos to you, trailer. (laughs) Totally threw me off there. If I had watched the trailer before watching the movie, I'd be like, All right, I see what they're doing with this. But I had not remembered it being as. A silly of a trailer of course obviously you see in the trailer to me more rip off a shirt so you think but that's it's like, all you
1: remember yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it's like oh it just was. shuts off after mm-hmm. that
0: yeah again watching this as an 11 year old and my first movie that we reviewed awesome. was awesome. me seeing my my first tits on screen of just just one of the guys so apparently Tubi is after my nostalgia of seeing boobs <laughs> on screen <laughs> your sexual
1: awakening is Not only to my
0: snout my there. nostalgia, my current situation too of seeing boobs on screen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still a fan of them after all these years. Yes.
0: <laughs> and now, for a future presentation. Like I said, as it starts off, in the trailer, you kind of get the gist that, to me more, she loses custody of her child. And... It starts off it's like a woman's her case about the father of her kids being unfit cuz he was addicted to pills and his arrest record costed her a job in the FBI so she was FBI I think a secretary so she worked for the FBI now has come become a stripper but the judge is like the like he thinks it was the best he thinks he was the best tailback in the state plus you know he paid for his fines so he's good in his good in her, her his book ah good old old boy humor old boy logic here He's a good tailback. He's a good quarterback. He won some games. He's—he's right. he's not is, a bad guy.
1: He' steal seventeen million from the poor. I mean, there's a little bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> we get ahead of ourselves back in the nineties. a great
0: nineties <laughs> misogyny. Oh yeah. <laughs> the fact that a woman who works for the FBI is unfit, but the guy who has the the, the tickets and the crime and the, <laughs> but he played quarterback or running back or whatever he played in high school is more fit to be the parent is just classic nice misogyny. Um so obviously she's like I can't come up with this money, you heard in the trailer. Where can I get $20,000 in 6 weeks? So cut to the eager beaver, which is the name <laughs> of the strip club she works at. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. that's a good that's a oh. good name that's a good name for a strip club so it starts off
0: good. with like them again they show like the sign of the eager beaver it's got the flash and pink neon i think the the beaver tails waving back and forth in the neon picture yeah, or nice. the neon sign which is yeah. amazing uh so this is where we get introduced to burt reynolds who was the congressman that he yeah, and he heard in the trailer uh congressman conga dildo um because he's a, he plays an absolute amazing drunk uh, again, if I were, like heard the trailer and just think about how crazy of a like comedy spoof is supposed to be, his role will be even funnier um, because I mean he plays a perfect drunk. He's in this. They show shots yeah, he of him just in this. Was a
2: perfect drunk. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean I don't know if he was acting. He might have just showed up on set. <laughs> um, but he does, he he, when does he, method he, acting. He's it he was really got the. <laughs> when little when away. he gets out of the car, he just yells, "Poon Tang." <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, that's oh. iconic. That's okay. great. So as he, see, after he, said he walked, he's, saying, he's walking man.
0: to the club. He's like, "The night is young and full of promise."
2: <laughs> like oh this my man God. is all right.
0: And that's some is such writing, a nineties ass saying, right? Like I haven't yeah. heard anyone use the word yeah. Poontang in probably thirty years. Nah, hell no. Um. So then, yeah, obviously now they're going to the strip club. Just cue all the nineties like stereotypes of men. Seeing girls on stage, ooh, I oh, love yeah. you, I love you. Here, take them. Like it's just you know, yeah. The horny um, wolf in the exactly Tex Avery cartoon. Yeah, they cut to backstage. Demi Moore is in what I deem a top three outfit a woman can wear for a guy. <laughs> just wearing a button down and a tie. Yeah, hell yeah. Like if your girl like ever put your button up off the floor and walked in like in the room like that, just it's it's over That's for me. Fair. Top. <laughs> like. Now put the Demi Moore more Demi in that. Like, 96 wait a minute! In that those outfit. are my
1: work clothes. What's going on here?
0: I Need those? <laughs> you're making my work clothes way more fun than my work clothes Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't
2: mind. So then, that. that's a good fantasy. Yeah, that's I a like.
1: good. That's a good call.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then you're like you're backstage with the strippers. They're all telling about their stories and problems. They show Ving Rhames, who the, now, the you announce the heard in the oh, trailer is the Bing bouncer. Ving Rhames. Yeah. Do I is look like the, I follow
2: politics? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. He says that. That's great.
0: Bing Rames is the best character in this movie because he's got a fucking pet monkey so randomly oh, as a oh, bouncer what? in a strip club. Fuck yeah! Is it like uh, the monkey from Ace Ventura? Like that little guy? <laughs> a capuchin? Or what kind monkey. of monkey was it? It's it's. Yeah. I think it's one of those kind of monkeys, like Marcel from Friends. Yeah, that kind yeah, of monkey. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah! The 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 monkey that kills everyone in an outbreak. That monkey. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> That monkey had a lot of roles, man. He's in Friends yeah, and, yeah. and Outbreak Two in New York City that they're monkey moving it, they're, yeah. That's
1: a so, prolific simian, man. They had a fucking moment in the nineties, yeah. That's yeah, Monk oh, Duncan done, goes to fucking whatever. <laughs> you know <come on. laughs> So
0: um they revealed that the rival strip club across the street is called the Flesh Farm. Oh hmm.
2: that's gross.
0: <laughs> so okay. and this went right outside of there. Then outside of their strip club is a big giant cattle like a big giant cow
1: <laughs> so, oh okay
0: uh De- right. so Demi moore is dancing there's a there's a bachelor party at the strip club Demi moore is dancing one guy gets up it's, he's a bachelor like, oh, i'm getting married or whatever and acting all drunk to which he she's attacking him but ving rames is too busy playing with his uh pet monkey in the back uh he doesn't he can't you know get to her in time so Burt Reynolds comes up and knocks his ass out with a champagne bottle oh shit and then the Ving Ving gets there just as as uh Burt Reynolds knocks him out and this is pretty much where this whole movie will like catapult into being the thriller because Burt Reynolds is a oh. congressman he has right. now knocked out someone and of course the bachelor party was taking pictures so it's oh, all caught on film shit. now Nineteen ninety six actually capturing on film is pretty impressive. Now yeah. everything's ca- captured on film. Yeah, so yeah,
1: right. it's like as soon as I get this developed, you're fucked. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> then developers he's in like
0: Then then the developer season, like, fuck it, I'm turning this into money <laughs> and then yeah, like, right? steals your pictures. <laughs> um but yeah, he, as, anyway, he knocks knocks this guy out. Ving Ray gets, gets the Ving Ram gets the guy, drags him on stage. Next up, Candy. Like, they don't even fucking miss a beat. The guy's oh, yeah. knocked out and bloodied on the stage. Let's bring the next girl out. Let's go. They establish that this guy, her husband, her ex-husband, is a drunk and terrible person and a criminal. So mm. you get a glimpse. The next the next scene is really showing this because he's a real piece of shit. He uses his daughter to steal wheelchairs out of hospitals and then sells them for... <laughs> so wow. he's in the oh, hospital with... With a um like a lab coat or with a doctor's coat on, a and everything, and acting like, making her daughter act like she's sick so she can be in a wheelchair, and then they just oh, walk out the and they, they reveal he has like oh, a, a fucking like blue van filled with these old ass wheelchairs and he sells, and that's how he makes his money. <laughs> that's fucked up.
2: Nah, you know what? He's a hustler, man. That's the <laughs> grind set. <laughs> yeah. Every like day that.
0: I'm that's hustling. True. Yeah, <laughs> like my he daughter beat. as a I sick. love that. <laughs> Um, so then what they get the uh, the next scene is Ving talking to Demi about a get rich screen scheme he's working on, where he's gonna put a cockroach in like the highest like selling yogurt right now. So then <laughs> Beans like they they want <laughs> they want to get like obviously they can't get the word out that you know the best selling yogurt has cockroaches. So it's like this is my get rich get rich crick scheme <laughs> scheme. Now wow, will that come back wow. to play? We'll find out in a minute here oh. because his lawyer Thinks it's a great idea. I'm like, his lawyer <laughs> Send the fraud companies That's out of money? lawyer, yeah. <laughs> so a couple scenes later, nothing else happens. They go to the lawyer's office. His secretary gets the yogurt out of the fridge. Guess whose yogurt it is?
1: Oh, <laughs> shit. Her.
0: She eats the cockroach and doesn't oh. think anything of it. you are just crunchies in there.
1: She just eats the cockroach. <laughs> like this what? yogurt's crunchy. I, I like it. I know. Uh yogurt's
2: not supposed to have
0: that consistency.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is some kind of disgusting granola. It's, it's I good. don't
0: it, that's that's not cinnamon granola I taste. I don't know what granola this is.
1: Fucking bug innards as you crunch down on the exoskeleton. <laughs> like, come on, man. Oh no.
0: Alright, so they go to the owner, and they, you heard in the trailer where apparently the, the thing to draw crowds is to get these strippers to wrestle in cream corn, which Hell yeah. yeah, Wow. I've, I've okay. heard of jelly. I've heard of KY yeah, jelly. because I've, I've, I've
2: witnessed it.
0: It's great. <laughs> I've heard of mud wrestling, which even mud wrestling to me does not seem like a sexually appealing thing. Like, yeah, get in the mud right. and wrestle only. Like, right. But no. cream corn, cream even... Cream corn, man. And then, like, and I had, had, to, I had to pull the quote from them it was like, I'm not, or I'm not gonna roll around naked in corn while my drunk yahoos, or with some drunk yahoos, trying to pull, put my niblets in my hoo ha. <laughs> niblets, am I right? Niblets <laughs> in my uh, hoo ha. That's there's another that's one. Hoo-ha, also Teng something I have probably heard hoo-ha. in 30- thirty. Right. Yeah, very nineties. So right. 90s. then you suggest Thanks, pasta or li- pasta wrestling is more classy because it's pasta. So you can sure. choose linguini or rigatoni or, or your choice.
1: Oh well, yeah. Al <laughs> dente, you get a right on in there, yeah. dente, mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck yeah. When it sticks so they, to you, the titties, you know it's done. Grow <laughs> a strand. Get some
0: tortellini, get some tortellini yeah. and it yeah, covers yeah.
1: them. <laughs> yep, I'll sticks to one of them saline the bags. Don't worry.
0: Uh, so you're now introduced to this guy Jerry, who's a regular and who worships to me, uh, and he's like, "I know a way to get your daughter back," because obviously he stalks her. and knows like that. Huh. You know he she's having problems of getting her daughter back um cuz he's come into contact with the photo or he realized that the guy who knocked out that guy at the club was a congressman so he's going to use his blackmail like hey I know it was you get Demi Moore's kid out of this um you know situation um and the whole reason why they need to keep Burt Reynolds as like a congressman because like they're trying to keep him on the straight and narrow is because apparently there's a sugar company in South Florida that pays a lot of money to campaign funds. It's a political. Oh, it's pretty much what happens in Miami. And I was like <laughs> thinking of because Miami with with uh, with Cor- Billy Corbin. And it's like oh yeah, this does happen in real life. So this Sounds is kind right.
1: of
2: yeah. happens quite often. Um.
0: It, so. I had a film noir here. He he like I said, Jerry goes this to, to um uh Burt Reynolds to get the change of the court date and everything like that. So he goes up to Burt Reynolds having have him persuade and he goes like he won't listen to me. He's a Democrat. So I was like, ah, Democrats in the nineties didn't care about women either. So all right, we're
2: good to go here. We're all
0: cover, we're all covering our bases here. Well they still don't, they
2: just they didn't pretend back then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like which which party were they gonna oh, this guy's independent, he's gonna listen to me. <laughs> and, uh, this is a ross perot's reform party he's he's all down <laughs> with the cause you know, yeah ross as, perot, yep. yeah as ross perot does you know
2: famously pro-civil yeah. rights
1: and <laughs> i'm for the
0: women <laughs> holy shit they killed jerry the, the oh, congressman shit. yep this is where what? it turns into the dark thriller here oh, because shit they don't Fucking show it. He's a floater wow. on he's a floater on the river oh or the, the the lake there it's around that they're nearby. And this is I where we get introduced to Armand Asante, where he's a, a local detective as a body wash just happens to magically wash up on his shoreline of his cabin in the even glades. More
1: implausible. It's convenient as fuck.
2: All right.
0: Yeah. So that's about the um thirty minute mark uh i i wrote way too many notes on this movie because i was just like maybe i should really talk about this movie but like all right so pretty much now you get the fact that you know burt reynolds is a corrupt politician yeah, uh he's sure. in he's in the deal with the the mob of the the sugar company and obviously <laughs> yeah. p- people are people know they don't pay for the labor the right way because no one does down there anyway um so obviously they got to keep it keep all covered up uh, Demi Moore tries to use it as a tactic, too, because she gets introduced to the fact that, like, the congressman could do something. Uh, Burt Reynolds falls in love with Demi Moore. Of course. And, you know, yeah. this the, this is really the one scene I everyone probably remembers when she's on the boat and she strips down for uh, Burt Reynolds.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. Oh, I remember that.
0: <laughs> so he... There's a really funny part there where he goes to a young Christians um like pep rally or like rally and I was like it's a some it's the kind of event that would make Donald Trump cream in his pants because it was not a <laughs> single black person in this crowd and it was all white males like from like thirty to or like probably like sixteen to like sixty five. Oh, <laughs> like it was perfect. Perfect, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: That's exactly what they're looking oh. for.
1: It's a um, my and balls tugged so hard to be huge <laughs> so,
0: so the reason why I bring up Donald Trump because it does get mentioned uh wait what <laughs> it does get mentioned oh. not not yeah. Trump being running for president but uh so her ex shows up at one point to the um, strip club to pretty much like threaten her uh Ving rang comes out and you know rescues her like takes his arm breaks in the, in the door. Which is oh, a pretty badass shit. move yeah uh Fuck so that. then he goes to his sister's house who the the ex goes to his sister's house uh, who he kind of like runs his cons with and she's like fixing his arm up with a like some like plywood because she's obviously he <laughs> doesn't know what she's doing and then like a couple of
1: bungee cords
0: a, just... a fucking driver a golf driver like I know you're golf bag. <laughs> wow. she puts it in his arm oh, which man. comes back to play in the end of the movie because he uses oh, a fucking man. like hammer that what, some knocks the people out. Yeah, okay. because this
1: dude's got yeah, clubs. Okay. Yeah,
0: but she asked him, "How did you break your?" <laughs> yeah. But she asked him, "How did you break your arm?" He said, "Playing polo of Donald Trump." <laughs>
2: oh, okay, <laughs> okay, nice. Uh,
0: uh, another funny scene before I don't reveal my uh, uh, my rating here is when when she does go to the boat to meet with Bernard Reynolds and uh, she takes Vinks. You know, you need every muscle, and you can't trust you know a corrupt politician. To, yeah. To which, like, he's at, he has to wait outside while she does her dance. And, the, like, there's, like, two bodyguards talking to him. And he's trying to reveal to him that there's obviously a lot of celebrities who start off as strippers. And she's like, he's like, bullshit, bullshit. And he's like, and he's like, she's like, he's like, name someone. And she goes, Meryl Streep. And he, Van Rame goes, one of the best, Chesty La France was her name. i was like could you imagine (laughs) Chesty or meryl streep getting her start (laughs) as a stripper (laughs) one of the most like (laughs) decorated that that
1: name it's the more implausible right yeah that's like i I can see her stripping
0: yeah
1: (laughs) now chesty fuck out of here (laughs) but i said no my strippers pal
0: ex-husband comes into play here uh tries to interrupt with the, the whole situation with the congressman where there is there's more crime more yeah more shootings more death which again nice. i can see why they're going like, but like all i remember as an 11 12 year old whenever i watched the movie for the first time the only time was of course to me morgan getting naked so Tits. didn't have really any more recollection of this movie other than that uh and i wish i had watched the trailer because i would have Probably appreciated what was going on more that being said
1: <laughs>
0: Wow alright so I, I gotta go with just a small here
1: small it's,
0: it's barely a small only because Ving wow. Rhames and Burt Reynolds do such an amazing job with being the quirky bouncer and the drunk ass senator or congressman oh, wherever he is okay but the acting is so terrible the plot <laughs> is just it just the like the thriller parts are not like thriller at all i get why it's called now a parody but like because like the drunk which the, the ex-husband is uh the t-1000 from terminator he's that yeah. guy oh I yeah his name yeah. yeah don't know his name and either but yeah he's uh, actually ooh.
1: decent in there isn't he I recall him being a pretty good scumbag when I saw it back in. The well, day. That's
0: all he plays. <laughs> he's, he's got it's he's got a note true. there. Yeah, uh, it's good uh, but again, if you if you <laughs> only come to this movie to see Demi Moore's tits, you succeed But also, you can just <laughs> Google that and save yourself almost two hours of time because it's only probably like four minutes on scene at best you see him. So you can do, your Google screen will have more time on that. Uh, but yeah, if if Burt Reynolds wasn't the amazing drunk congressman and ving rams being the quirky <laughs> um uh you know hmm. bouncer this movie's worse than scraped off popcorn off the floor but wow. again they, they, they yeah. those guys carried it but again you can google the best part of this movie <laughs> and save yourself two hours
1: I gotta say, after your review, I was actually getting sold on this. I was like, "No, me too." This sounds like...
2: way better than I remember this piece. <laughs> I've of- never seen it, so I was like, "Oh wow, this is uh, fascinating, man. There's a lot going on here."
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm not gonna I mean... discourage you from watching it. I'm not gonna watch it again.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> Once,
0: enough. when I was 12 and 34 or 36, is good enough. Wow. <laughs> like, well, twice
2: right. in a lifetime is a lot of times to watch striptease. <laughs> But.
1: That's true. You say I invested three hours <laughs> of my life on that does feel wrong to say out loud. <laughs> okay, you got me rethinking yeah. this, but more from like a moral standpoint of like... <laughs> yeah, uh, like... Not attention. morality, just usage of my life, I guess. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, questioning some things. Rob, I think
0: it's your turn to go so we can finish right, out this sandwich. All, all of right, work, work uh, on Well...
2: So I watched a movie that really wanted to be like a gritty neo-noir, like cop crime thriller, you know, but it like wasn't at all really (laughs) that. And also it came out in 2023 and it definitely felt like it came out in 2008. And this movie is Confidential Informant. Tubi says this is about a narcotics agent with a, with a cancer diagnosis pays off a junkie informant in a deadly scheme to support his family after his murder in the
0: line of duty.
1: Oh, shit.
0: CI states two suspects present, possession of gun. Remember that money house I, I told y'all about? We got a tip from a confidential informant. You're looking at life for killing a cop. So we need your
1: connect. Get down, get down. You got a million bucks. Do you hear what you're asking me to do? I'm gonna need your help.
0: I don't wanna go through this.
1: This an informant.
2: Yes. I don't think I could do this, bro. It's bad, it. How
1: ever gonna
0: explain this? Two Mel's scheme, match. You made me miss my Yankees game. So what do you got?
1: You figure they were cops. Yeah. It's our job to protect the community. Uphold the law. Sometimes you got to do a smaller wrong. Pass the victim's door. They know exactly where the money is. They don't kill anyone.
2: So this movie has three apparent plot threads, as far as I can tell. First and foremost, we have a dying detective hiring a junkie to kill him while he's on the job so his family can get a massive payout. Does that oh, make sense?
1: It, well, it kind of does. I'm... Okay. All right.
2: Now, the second thread plot, we have an internal affairs investigator who's trying to expose that first plot and nullify the payout to the family. Oh, because
1: that's what's important here, insurance protection. We're like, this company, man, we We got to protect this fucking company. Fucking Prudential (laughs) takes this hit. I don't know how they'll recover. Uh. (laughs) Last and definitely least, we have
2: a race to find a cop killer. That last one really doesn't count because it has almost no impact on the story. (laughs) But it's there. I love that. So the movie opens on an establishing shot of a city, followed by a shockingly bold typography choice. It says, New York, 1995, in big yellow letters that are in perspective. Like it shrinks back into the distance a bit, you know what I'm saying? Uh And then a subway goes by and you see that the text is in perfect line with the train. I mean, the wow. editor was just having fun because it, none of the other text looks like that. The subway holds no significance. And I cannot tell you why they set this movie in 1995. It literally doesn't come up,
1: it has no bearing on the plot.
2: They're just like, they I don't know.
1: use cell phones as a device. So we just got to go back. Well, no,
2: th- my wife suggested that that's the reason it's set in 95 oh. because if they had cell phone records, this would be a d- whole different scenario yeah you
1: know oh, that's I mean? fair okay but
2: i feel like they could work around that or just i didn't think about it like they could have just I mean, brought it up i mean
0: the, the mm. whole part of season three of the wire is the fact that they use burner phones so they can't keep records yeah. of it so yeah. like so they could just use burner <laughs> phones it's not that's that true. And that was that's in the 90s too so like it, 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 it's it, an
1: established yeah. device then okay that's fair well, fuck okay em.
0: so
2: then we see two men standing in what is ostensibly a police station but what is actually clearly an abandoned warehouse made to look like a police station God, yes and
0: one of these one of these men is mel cover
2: that Gibson. rafter up
1: cover that rafter get it get it out of there
2: yeah exactly
1: exactly <laughs> a sign that says police on it yeah
2: <laughs> exactly that's pretty much what's going on here so what is man- that be in this warehouse is Mel Gibson, famous anti-Semite, exuding a certain <laughs> amount of gravitas, even though he's very <laughs> obviously phoning it in. And I do not blame him for doing that because from that first scene, we can see what we're in for because the lighting is so harsh and unnatural and the shot composition right away is just weird as fuck. Like, there is a massive fan on Gibson's desk going, And it is like taking up most of the frame and obscuring his face for some of the scene. (laughs) And like, also, I will say, I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about in that scene. They're bringing up people and events that have no context. And just on another note, the dialogue in this movie is so fucking weird. And I think English might not be the writer's first language. (laughs) Anyway, the dialogue is terrible, but this scene, uh, as we come to learn later in the movie, this scene is entirely unnecessary, completely unnecessary.
1: There was so no this, It was all funded by a fan company. Is what it comes down. To. <laughs> like, like in Westinghouse, he's like, "We got a fan company." Had one of those metal Listen, ones.
0: I know you guys are missing fifty thousand dollars in your funding.
1: <laughs> Here's Look. this fan. What if we but put you, a fan over Mel Gibson's face?
0: Well, you Did know I
1: what? I get your though,
2: movie made? I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, that, <laughs> that, that might have only... been in order to make it look like it was set in 1995. Because it was an old fan. <laughs> it was like an old fashioned fan. Remember we had that fans, fans been back? Their then and, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it sounds like this is the level of the writers. So,
2: <laughs> so, okay. So after that, then we get the first of many narrations over a lot of shots of alleyways uh-huh. and in this particular narration so almost all of the male characters in the movie get a chance to narrate so we have to get used to that uh and in this particular narration in the first scene or whatever that introduces our protagonist there's also sprinkled in stock footage of like war okay so <laughs> subliminal
0: messaging okay
2: we meet our protagonist and it's mike played by Nick Stahl, and his partner, I don't remember his name and I don't care, played by (laughs) Dominic Purcell, who gives Sly Stallone a run for his money with the slurred baritone. Oh. And then add in a mid-American accent, or I'm sorry, a mid-American, a mid-American accent. Is is he talking Nebraska or 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 Kansas? Yeah, right? No. No, just bad. Like, not good. And then an Less than stellar sound design mixed in there. And just, I have no idea what he's saying. Like 60% of the time. (laughs) I have no idea what he's talking about. Maybe that's for the best. Yeah. Mike and What's-His-Face, they were in Iraq, I gather. I'm assuming that's what that's all about. And now they're on the police force together. Mike is a jaded alcoholic. (laughs) And his partner is a family man who just looks and sounds like a jaded alcoholic. So... They're both, everybody basically in the
1: movie is a jaded alcoholic. Then you fit in, you know, you don't want to stand (laughs) out.
2: Yeah, exactly. The only guy who's not, I'll bring him up later, but okay. So now typically, uh, in a movie that lacks in certain technical areas, it usually tends to make up for it in the TNA department. And that Mm -hmm. holds true here because in the first 10 minutes, Mike and what's his fuck are busting up a trap house. And inside, there's two women dancing in a clawfoot tub that is (laughs) has no water in it, in lingerie. Why are they? Why are they doing that? I don't know. I don't know why they're there. But anyway, and then about five minutes later, Mike goes into the strip club where he is the only patron watching the only stripper in the club apparently, and uh, we get some in a clawfoot (laughs) tub. Not in a clawfoot tub. But, like, seriously, like, no one is in that club. And then about 20, no, maybe, like, 30, 40 minutes later, they basically play that scene exactly out again. Like, almost exactly the same beats and dialogue. It's really weird. And in that scene, no one is Mm -hmm. there. It's just Mike and the stripper. Oh, and a bouncer that time. But anyway, so there's plenty of tits and bush and stuff like that. So don't you worry. I don't know about Ron's movie, but this one has some. I'm telling you.
1: Horny Wheel last time. <laughs> the horny Apparently. wheel, yeah. Wheel I take no up. I take no fault for this. This was all the wheel. <laughs> uh so now,
2: now we get introduced to the titular informant. And they do it in like an unintentionally funny way to me. I find it funny. Because he's shooting up heroin. That's not the funny part. But he's shooting up <laughs> okay. heroin, and the camera is like. Wildly waving around the room, and it it's like lingering on religious iconography.
1: Okay. And I don't
2: like it. Does I don't know why like it's supposed
1: it's, to mean something. Like I'm not supposed you to You figure something. it out, yeah. Exactly. The movie it's a has no Because Mel Gibson's means. in the movie.
2: <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> Mel Gibson was like, "We have to put Catholicism in this yeah. movie. I won't You'll do it without it."
1: Zoom in on a cross three times. I'm out.
2: <laughs> like, seriously, there's like Saint. You know those Saint candles. Oh, you know, there's a bunch yeah. of those. There's a oh, cross yeah. on the wall. There's rosary with the uh, praying hands, like statue, whatever. It's oh, just yeah. like, what is going on? I don't understand this. It's making a statement. Hey. I don't know what it was supposed to mean.
1: Yeah. But I, was, I wish I followed what they were putting down. It just, okay. A lot of this movie,
2: you as an audience member are asked to do a lot of the fucking work in this movie. <laughs> like, it's I like don't know what the dice. fuck.
1: Seven, so he's religious (laughs) or something. I don't know. Zoom in. What? He's fucking, you know, he's a Latino dude. He's Catholic, probably. I don't know. He likes Jesus. He's got one of them candles, right? (laughs) It's not racist. It's just what they do. All right. So we linger on a lot of religious
2: iconography. And linger is a really important word for this movie because it, dude, all the scenes or like a lot of the scenes will just like linger, like kind of after they've ended. Like so, people are awkwardly kind of like nodding or
1: like
2: pretending to like talk to each other for a second. And It's like, Oh God, just move (laughs) away from this. Uh, And also that's how scenes end a lot in this movie. And the way they begin a lot in this movie is there's an establishing shot and then there's like a new piece of music like for every fucking scene oh, you know? so like, and we've changed places <laughs> exactly and it's usually like a generic hip-hop beat or something like okay. some sort of like royalty-free sounding thing well you yeah,
1: know it was the 90s we were all hip-hopping and whatnot <laughs>
2: yeah well yeah and it's the streets of new york you know what I mean? oh right oh, right also so not to make any point or anything but it's interesting that like almost all the cops were white and almost all the bad guys were brown and black that was
0: what?
1: interesting, you, know, I don't know. you said Mel Gibson's Mind blown by to this? that fact. Yeah. Never like, imagined that. <laughs> that was in the that was in his fucking writer like contractually. There's got to be three <laughs> black people arrested or I don't do it.
2: If there's not Catholicism <laughs> and brown and black people doing illegal
1: things, I won't do this movie. While the noble white man arrests them,
2: and <laughs> yes. the noble white man,
1: you've got your actor. My <laughs> God, this sounds like a bang-up picture. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh and then so there would be a lot a lot a lot of songs and beats and shit like that but then sometimes there would be a symphonic orchestration oh. like f- hmm. for no reason i don't know like why just kind anyway. so like of anyway so now for no reason we have to like prove because we've seen mike in the strip club you know what i mean we got to prove that his partner is A family man, you know, so we're introduced to Slur Stallone's wife and kids. And for (laughs) some reason, (laughs) Slur never looks at his boy, his kid, in the eye, it seems like. He's always, like, staring, like, just above his head. Over him. (laughs)
1: Like, at the cue cards back there.
2: (laughs) Maybe that's it, yo. Maybe that's it,
1: though. That might be why.
2: Also, Dominic Purcell... He kind of looks like he wants to hit everybody he's acting with. Like, he looks sort of like he's about to get violent, maybe. Like, I don't know. He looks a little unhinged, kind
1: of. He's really pissed off to be in this movie.
2: (laughs) Oh, there are a lot of actors in this movie that seem like they're pissed off. But there is only one actor that's actually working for their money. And that was Hmm. Kate Bosworth, who plays Slur's wife. Nick Stahl is a distant second for, like, actually working and acting and doing a thing in a movie. Okay. Everyone else is just, like, there and reading lines that they memorized. <laughs> or maybe they didn't. Maybe they're looking at cue cards.
1: Right. <laughs> All right, right so for later the backyard, on. The, the fan company.
2: The inciting incident here, kind of. Uh, later on, Mike and Slur, they're at a bar, <laughs> and they're talking to a retiree who's complaining about his pension. Which is weird, because the guy who's doing it is like 56, but whatever. I'm not here to judge. He's getting too old
0: for desire. this
2: shit. He's getting too old. He got too old for it. He's not happy with his pension, though. And he says he'd rather have just died on duty because his family would have got a massive payout. You oh, know what I mean? Everybody would be better off. He'd rather be dead. So that gives Slur, who I guess has terminal cancer, I guess. Oh, It gives Slur the convoluted idea to hire Mike's confidential informant, who apparently has AIDS, to shoot him so his wife and kid could get that sweet killed-in-the-line-of-duty money. Oh,
1: man, the 90s.
2: So Mike and McSlurry rob a drug dealer to pay off the CI, wearing ski masks to protect their identity, as well as their NYPD jackets. (laughs) It seems
1: counterproductive to me. <laughs> Who told you I was a cop?
0: <laughs> if they see the cop jacket, they wouldn't think we're a cop. They're thinking they're yeah, pretending to be cops. The a cop, cop with thats like, man Who doesn't have bad. florists drive by their house every day in vans? Everyone has florists <laughs> on buying vans.
2: But, but it's okay that they robbed a drug dealer because this drug dealer is apparently connected to some cop killer or something. I really don't know. Oh. So the night that it, it's supposed to go down, the CIA is going to, you know, kill the dude in the line of duty. The CIA shows up, but he's fucked up on all the drugs, oh, which yeah. is a problem for some reason. Although, some I don't know reason. why, because there was no specific detail about the plan divulged to can't the audience. can't be high when you kill me. That's... Like, I don't know. I don't know why not. I don't go He's to gonna heaven. die anyway, or like, I don't know, yeah.
1: he's going can't, to prison or something, you know. Can't get into Valhalla if you're on heroin when you shoot me. But because he's so high, out
2: of his fucking mind, he gets paranoid and spooked. And then they all start arguing, and the informant fucking shoots Slurry McSlurrison. So this gets Mike big mad, and he shoots the informant. But like, I thought that was the whole fucking deal. I thought the Ooh. deal was the CI shoots Slur Stallone in the line of duty. In the line yeah. of duty, I thought that was the plan. But apparently, uh-huh. Mike was really mad, and he shoots the CI, and <laughs> then he kind of cries over
1: over his partner's body. I don't like. What's going on here? I, I don't. I don't know. Okay, so maybe my being lost in that uh, trailer was. That's why accurate. it's so funny because the, the trailer that's the movie. The trailer like has
2: okay. repetitive like elements and it doesn't clear up what's going on Convoluted and it introduces way too bullshit. many people. Yes. That's the fucking movie. God. Because gosh. here we enter a new character, the internal affairs I- investigator,
1: oh, who shit. we met
2: in that very awkward first scene. Okay? Oh, now he's on to Mike and his partner's plan <laughs> okay.
1: somehow. Well he has a confidential informant, you know. <laughs> the confidential
2: informant that was yeah. informing on the confidential informant. He's was, he was right.
1: playing
0: both sides.
2: Yeah. <laughs> ah, ah, he said it. He said it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dude is being a massive prick about it too. He's showing up on huh. site to stakeouts and harassing Jesus. Mike. And he's showing up to the funeral of the of the fucking <laughs> <Jesus>. widow <laughs> and like Just harassing the his widow. Foot. Angrily. Like I know as an audience member that he's actually correct that like this plot went down and like they're defrauding the government or whatever but like he doesn't he can't know that. I don't understand where he's getting this suspicion from. 30 pages
0: down the road he, the script. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter if it makes sense now. Just yeah. keep I've read the, it. Don't we'll worry. Do it. it don't you'll, you'll get there. I've read it. It yeah. gets there.
2: <laughs> so anyway, his whole deal, you know, his whole deal is that he's going to clean up the Department of Corruption. And I guess his first duty to do that is to fuck over a dead cop's wife.
1: <laughs> like right, <laughs> right away. Right. Wife for kid. for an insurance. Yeah. This is perfect. It's <laughs> what we care about. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Don't so, let insurance get grifted. That would be the worst thing we could let happen.
2: <laughs> so Mike's having a tough go at it because they've got evidence that Mike, that this is true. And Mike robbed a drug dealer with his partner and like... You know, it's kind of unraveling for Mike, you know, um, and so the CI or the not the CI, the uh, in, IA guy, the investigator, he has this like really heated uh, interview, you know, and the chief is there. Mel Gibson is there and like his advocate from the, you know, union is there and whatever. It gets really fucking heated, you know, and Mike goes to a bar afterwards to have a drink and the IA guy shows up oh, and he, fucking stalker. He, confronts him about it. And he's like, look, man, I know you did it, you know? And then Mike spills the beans. Of course he does. For for no reason. Nothing motivated him to do that. Like he didn't have to, but he did. Fucking Mike spills the beans. And so then the first scene of the movie plays out exactly the same way. Again, (laughs) adding no new information, not being a twist of any kind. They just replay the fucking scene. I don't know why they shoved it in there in the beginning. Wow. But now I guess we know what they're talking about because now oh, I know so who Mike is. Oh, so now it makes sense. Okay. Now it makes some amount of sense. Fuck. Uh, and so he's like, all of a sudden, he, he's like psychic because he knew about that plot that he couldn't have possibly had any suspicion, reasonable suspicion for. <laughs> now he suspects that the chief knew about it. Why <laughs> does he know that? Or why is he making this wild accusation? I don't know, but he is. And then Mel Gibson fucking spills the beans man this guy is a Wait, pro, what dude. Yeah, Mel Gibson
1: did he know about wasn't it.
2: Wasn't on it, but we didn't know he that? Wasn't, but we never saw it or had any inkling that that was the case, but he mm-hmm. did know about it. What could he fucking just did he knew they were going to do that? Like he knew they were going to do it and he was okay with it because this is his opportunity to deliver a half-hearted speech about how hard cops have it and how if a, it's all good if a cop wants to break the rules, they should be able to, because it's right. like hard work and stuff, man. It's scary and whatnot.
1: you know <laughs> Meanwhile, we're ignoring the dead cop because you know, yeah. we gotta, yeah, okay, gotcha. Wait he's <laughs> like, you know, what? We go to war, we
2: come back, become alcoholics. It's hard, man. That's basically what he says. He, it's a long monologue too, and it's not delivered with passion um, <laughs> of the Christ. So the uh, IA guy, you know, he hears all that, completely changes his mind. He drops oh. the case. Mike gets off scot free for robbing a drug dealer and committing what the fraud. Fuck. And and then another cop walks in, a detective that we've seen a few times around. She walks in and she's like, "Hey, that cop killer got caught."
0: Oh. And convicted.
2: Well, and going well that's to nice.
0: Prison. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. So, you know have one plot worked. point we said in 2 hours ago. <laughs> coming
1: yeah, exactly. back here here yep. well, everything it's
0: worked out. see you later
1: you see you go. later <laughs> what a perfect movie no no <laughs> what a perfect movie man yeah. perfect no. ending everything worked out in the end <laughs> uh, cop killer got, like, got his it's like, yeah, it's,
0: like it- it's like it's like jim carrey walking out of the Seven Eleven dumb Dumber. <laughs> hey guys
1: <laughs> big ups huh huh see you later well the whole movie. see you later The whole movie is that scene drug out to (laughs) to an hour and a half. Pretty much, dude.
2: (laughs) And then the, oh, okay. The AIDS thing never comes back except in one scene where this dude, the guy gets accosted by another dude. And then he wipes his blood on the guy's mouth and he's like, clock's ticking, dude. You know? (laughs) Goddamn.
1: What? (laughs)
2: That's all. That's the only other mention of him having AIDS. I mean, it's, wow. it gives him like a reason why he's willing to throw his life away. So okay, fine, but it right. is bizarre. Anyway, wrote this. The final of scene shit. of the whole movie is Mike, and he's playing catch with the dead cops kid. You know, Whoa. and so that is technically an arc, a character arc, because it that's implies true. that his character is not a drunken mess anymore but they just i guess they didn't feel that the audience needed to
1: see any of that arc play out it just right so that might have been interesting
0: <laughs> the, the, also, yeah, it could be a film yeah. noir on that thing. He's not. He still is the drunken mess. They don't show him. They don't show the little son drop the ball and then him come hit him in the head because he <laughs> yeah. dropped the ball. He's <laughs> like, a rake while he screams <laughs> at him
1: in front of the neighbors.
0: Your thinking, oh, he's wholesome now. He's, he's playing. He's playing catch, but they don't show the drop balls and the smacks across the head the, the for unresolved. the mistakes. PTSD and like him drilling drama. line drives, tell me get in front of it. We'll
1: just, oh, no, <laughs> just a don't show pile that. of empty Jack Daniels bottles behind him, over his shoulder, yeah. just out of frame. Just out of frame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the best word I
2: would say that I could use to describe this movie, besides the obvious, which is cheap, <laughs> is inconsistent because the color grading went from matrix green, and then all the way over to in that final scene, it is bright sepia toned. Okay. It's like really bright and, and like colorless. And I don't understand. There's no like rhyme or reason really for any of it. Uh, the writing is all over the fucking place. Mel Gibson yeah. tells one guy, the IA guy, he says belief is a graveyard. Uh, that's some oh, writing, that's man. Deep. The IA yeah, guy fuck. at one point, he says, why are you so defensive of them? Instead of, why are you defending them? Which would be a much more, like... Normal person thing <laughs> normal to say. human way to say it. Why, why do you are you so defensive it? of them? Stand in defense. Another person says, well, you're the crusader, white knight. Oh, shit. That's not a thing anyone
1: would say. I don't <laughs> know. <think>. <laughs> That's not a realistic thing. Anyway. I have mean, I mean a movie called The White Knight. Wouldn't find a way to work that in. Money House,
0: White Knight. Write these down, dude.
2: You already (laughs) got two going.
0: I mean, all right, so if Martin Lawrence was the Black Knight, who's the White Knight? (laughs) Right. Well, ideally, it would have been Jim Carrey,
2: you know, probably, but that's like maybe past its prime. It's fair. So the writing, awkward as fuck. Um, And then another really good illustration. Okay, there's two really good illustrations of the inconsistency with this. is like, this scene to me really sums it up. Uh, so after the IA guy just drops his case unceremoniously after one speech by Mel Gibson, uh, <laughs> and I don't know, whatever, I guess, he is celebrating at a bar, Mike is celebrating at a bar, and Mel Gibson, the chief, uh, so Mike steps out of the bar, and Mel Gibson steps out of the shadows into a street light, sort of like sauntering, and It's in a Dutch angle. Are you guys familiar with what a Dutch angle is? No. It's not like a Dutch oven.
1: (laughs) That I know. I'm familiar with that very, very much. It's
2: where the camera is tilted. And so it's like at this like tilted angle, you have to kind of like cock your head to like see it. You know what I mean? So usually Dutch angles are used to like represent like an altered perception or like that things are askew or, you know what I mean? Like has some meaning behind it. So he, Mel Gibson saunters over out of the shadows out of nowhere um and it's a dutch angle for absolutely no fucking reason at all and he leans against a brick wall and he monologues about how hard it is again being a cop and how hard it is being a vet and coming back and being a cop and then he just saunters away again in a dutch angle <laughs> what did that scene why did that scene happen like if you think about it realistically Mel, Gibson, what was Mel Gibson doing? What was his character doing in that world? He wanted that he to just give those two over? speeches.
1: That's why <laughs> That's, he, he took that role in that movie. I get that
0: if you would have told me he did sing-songy or slash like in a musical way, I'd also not be surprised by the way you're telling me this movie went out. Like he starts just singing it out and now it's <laughs> tough to be a cop, so hard. <laughs> You could get shot. Tonight I, I bet, might get shot. If you're a
2: cop and a vet. <laughs>
0: like, if that was like the direction that was going on with the, the Dutch angle, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense in this movie. Yeah. Whatever.
2: like, it really, it Honestly, makes- that would have made the most sense because it would have been a surreal scene. And it's like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, at so least he's doing something interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He literally oh, just, just wanted so to, just going to his two cop jig. and
1: veteran speeches, and that's why <laughs> yeah, exactly, he took that role. Right. Yeah, but, Exactly. Do I get to say cops are have it hard, right? Okay. But even
2: I mean. more perfect, a better illustration of the inconsistency. Oh, my fucking God, y'all. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. <laughs> in a, In the most cliche scene that no cop movie can go without, the chief oh. is yelling at his rogue detectives. You know is I'm it saying? a black chief? It's it's Mel Gibson, unfortunately. Oh. Uh. So it's not totally... But you know what I'm saying. But right. but so That's he's like He's always
0: the angry black chief, right? That was the 90s. Exactly. Was That's the whole... Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. But in this case, it's Mel Gibson, unfortunately. Uh, but he's yelling <laughs> at Mike and What's-His-Butt, and he's wearing a dress shirt and a red tie. Okay? And they, they go back to uh, Mike and whatever the fuck his name is, and they come back to Mel Gibson... And now he's wearing a blue tie and glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
0: Yes. Wardrobe change and... <laughs> yes.
2: My wife said, well, maybe maybe time has passed. And we just didn't... They didn't, like, indicate that a well. Second. But then they show Mike and a, a dude again, and they're wearing the same clothes in the same position. So, uh, wow. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> what wow. the fuck? How do you do that? Wow. <laughs> That, that anyway, is Ed
1: Wood level fucking up.
2: That is like unforgivably fucking up. So this movie Man. is a complete fucking mess. But it's not so baffling that I would recommend it, though. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's not Neil Breen, Tommy was so bad. You know what okay. I mean? It's just underfunded and lack of clear vision. But like if my, if a group of my friends, if I knew who made this movie, and they were just a group of my friends, I would be so impressed. You know what I'm right. saying? That you got can... Mel Gibson. How did you do that <laughs> with this piece of shit? Way to go, dog! Beat
0: <laughs> Bosworth in your movie.
1: Fuck. So we um, got funding from. I don't a even fan care what company? the N-97 doesn't mean. You got Mel Gibson? Like what? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah, the fan company paid for it all. You're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway,
2: that's that's that. I will leave you with my all-time favorite line from the movie, though. Oh shit. Are you ready for this, bro? I think this so. Is... I think so. <laughs> this is so. Mike says this after uh, after his partner dies. Okay. When everything's wrong, that's when life sucks. That's. Please literally tell me line he did that, that Please an tell adult me did this. Wrote, on like
0: said. Please wow. tell me he said this kneeling at the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Like, this was, this late, was bro. him sauntering
2: drunkenly through the streets of New York. Uh, just giving
0: advice alleyway. to teenagers?
2: Oh. <laughs> like, no, this when... was a narration. Oh, okay. Part, one of the many narrated that's, alleyway
1: yeah. scenes. He just um, said that to every single person he encountered. <laughs> Is he like, right? wrong, though? It's true. <laughs> like, when everything's yeah, wrong, that's when life sucks. That that's that's true. true, man. I mean, that's like by definition. <laughs> it's
2: sort of like <laughs>
1: exact tautology. You guess. know, when everything's not how I like it, that's that sucks, bad. sucks, man. It's bad when I don't have what I like. Red lights oh, suck. Oh, Stop signs suck. It's so mad.
2: <laughs> I would I'm gonna give drink. this movie uh an extra small. Oh Ooh. shit. Do you have extra small?
1: Cause I'll do a small. Uh, well we'll go. You, you can know do what, popcorn we, off the floor. <laughs> that's what we'll do. We'll go
0: old scale popcorn straight up off the floor.
1: We'll go with that. That yeah. sounds uh, accurate.
2: It's gotta be yeah. Extra small. Yeah.
1: That's fair. That sounds just fucking awful. And the worst part yeah. is you you almost had me, too. I was like, this, <laughs> this is getting so bad, it's good. And then it's like that last line, like, no. no. I'd fucking, it, oh.
2: It made, uh, apparently, according to IMDb, it made $63,770 at the box office worldwide. Too much.
1: Too, too much. much.
2: That's,
0: That's more like I just listened to ours <laughs> the recently run of me doing funny money. That's more than that Chevy Chase piece of good movie. I wouldn't say piece of shit, it wasn't, wasn't a bad movie, but I think the movie only made like $3,000 in theaters. Oh, was.
1: Shit.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. That's terrible. Oh my God. Which is baffling because like this movie had to have cost. Because, like I said, it's not so bad that it's Neil Breen levels or, like, Danzig levels. I don't know (laughs) if you know about Danzig's movie. I do not. He has a horror movie. Danzig has
0: a movie? It's Okay.
2: I mean, it's terrible. I mean, it's awful. Like, it's, like, worse than porn. I mean, it's terribly shot. It's trash. But this movie is, like, well, you know, people who knew what they were doing... Somebody knew all of the elements that you're going to need going into making a movie, and they, they provided all those elements.
1: It sounds like some guy just had a lot of shots that he wanted to be able to do. Like, oh, and then I want to do a zoom-in thing. And yep. then I want to do that thing where we turn the camera kind of sideways. <laughs> and I'm going to put that in my movie, too. I'm going to do all of the things. <laughs> that
2: is like, yeah. that
1: was. I, I
0: feel like this exactly is like someone's kid who's a higher up. Like, this is oh, a Nepo higher. Yeah. Like, all right, you want to do your first movie. I can yeah. get you uh, Mel Gibson, but yeah, make a movie your doing way. fucking
1: nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, fucking no, come Totally, in. man.
0: So oh, I wasn't. I shit. was. I was a little off in the number here for that funny mo- money movie. It opened with one thousand eight hundred thirty nine dollars in the U.S. Oh. and it grossed in the U.S. and Canada two thousand, but worldwide the gross was thirty one thousand. So apparently, oh. twenty nine thousand more international dollars came into this film from the internet. <laughs> some, <I'm>
1: like <laughs> some weird country really loves Chevy Chase. Like, yeah. Equatorial Guinea just fucking turned <laughs> out. And... <laughs>
0: the yeah, fact well, like now the fact that this screens. movie in twenty twenty-three with Mel Gibson made sixty-seven thousand dollars in the box office. God I'm...
1: Damn.
2: Man. Yeah, he uh the director wow. of this movie also directed The Foreigner, a two thousand and three Steven Seagal action thriller. Mm-hmm. And that does mm-hmm. not surprise me.
0: <laughs> this That's seems right up his wheelhouse holiday. for sure. <laughs> it's
1: the most unsurprising thing I've heard tonight. <laughs>
2: That's that man. Confidential informant.
1: Fuck, I guess.
0: Oh, we have the big reveal for Ron's movie.
1: Well, I think (laughs) I don't know. Those last two movies have done something to me, so I think I might be in the right headspace to to tell you what. I can tell you right now, Ron, your movie did something to me, so (laughs) the horny, horny wheel really came through last time. Um I said I I watch a lot of shit on Tubi, I skew towards late 70s sci-fi, because there's something just so perfect and charming about the special effects, I've been watching shit uh, like Sylvia and Jerry Anderson, like the puppet shit, and like, it, just watching some crazy shit. So when this movie came up, I actually thought it was from the 50s or 60s, so I had no idea what the fuck I was getting into. When I had the horny wheel land on moon maidens. Piece of shit. Most of our universe will be destroyed by an intergalactic war. This war was brought on in part by the discovery of our planet by the Orion Deep Space Satellite, a satellite created by the man I'm married to.
2: I'll let him see. You do understand
1: time is of the essence.
0: What's the answer? We must kill Max.
1: That's the only way to protect our world. Unfortunate, but true. But he true. We cannot be left to continue his work on the Saturn. Why, I've fed my life. I'll have those plans for you by the end of the week. You just did. Is it really necessary to kill him? Is there no other way? Shit. No.
0: He must die. He must die. Better.
1: We kept our promise. I hope I can say the same for you. I have a pretty good idea what you're up to. I don't blame you. You are, after all, only human. Only human. Oh, shit. Uh, So this actually isn't from the 50s or 60s. It's a 2023 comedy (laughs) adult sci-fi No. Yeah, Tubi describes this as a mission to stop the development of a super satellite three moon maidens learn about human sexuality when they invade the bodies of Earth women. Holy fuck. Here we go. (laughs) Okay, so we open uh, with space and the stars. And acting credits. And what the fuck is up with these names? Rebecca Love. What is this, a, a porn? Oh, okay. Uh, I see so, where we're going here. Mm-hmm. So a quick Google search reveals that, in fact, the two female leads are porn stars. So uh, that will pick up this 43-minute runtime that we're about <laughs> to go into. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Oh like, at least it'll be short. Uh, So uh, right away, there's our Rebecca. She's in bed with a dude within the first 90 seconds. Uh, This is actually shot like some kind of mid-tier porn. So the comet comes in. It is huge. Streaks across the sky, over top of the house, and also somehow lands in the backyard. So I don't know. (laughs) These fell off or something. Yeah, somehow. Uh, So it appears Rebecca is our ditzy neighbor, And Heather Van Deven catches her in bed with her husband, to which Rebecca replies, oh, you're alive. Because uh, (laughs) okay, she goes on to explain that uh, she was just trying to cheer him up because he told her that his wife had died. So, yeah, I
2: see. Okay, I see what's going on here.
1: So the other porn actress, Heather, goes outside uh, and finds and has touched the remains of the comet. And it's clearly had some kind of effect on her. Um, Okay, and here's actually where my notes end. Why, you ask? Because this thing is shot so much like a shitty Cinemax softcore porn that I had to Google it and see what in the living fuck was going on. So it turns out it is a shitty softcore porn. And the reason for the 43-minute runtime is they edited out all the bad fake sex and literally cut the runtime in half.
2: That's hilarious,
1: but yes. brilliant, but brilliant. <laughs> Literally half, like, okay. So Google search reveals this was released in its full soft core glory under a different name, uh, "Housewives from Another World" or some such bullshit. I don't know, because I stopped taking notes. Again, you ask why I stopped taking notes? Well, that's because I take notes on the Notes app on my phone and that app was unavailable because I did the math and decided that if the softcore porn, uh, parts make up exactly half the runtime, then theoretically, I should be able to watch the full version on my phone at the same time. And if I skip all the plot, they should finish at the exact same time. Um, and they're the only ones that are going to be finishing tonight, because well, uh... oh. hey, phrasing. Yeah, all right. There's, uh... Which, to be
0: fair, every Skinemax porn I've ever seen, they always finish the same time. So
1: <laughs> I just That's romantic. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so like so I said, forty-three minutes of movie and forty-three minutes of shit cut out. So. Let's make an experiment. Let's see if they that do word,
0: the That word, that that word, movie there is doing a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, a lot of really, heavy lifting.
1: Really,
2: Loose, loosely yeah. interpreted.
1: Yeah, the moon maidens, as it were. Um, so let's see. So um, I will recap the rest of this entirely from memory, as my phone was otherwise occupied. So after Heather touches the space rock, she's now possessed by or some some kind of bullshit. Um, you can tell because she's got a glow now. So she decides uh, to go shower, which Tubi doesn't show, and then tells uh, the husband that she doesn't mind that he fucked the neighbor, and in fact, she's going to bang him on the couch, which is, again, cut. Because um, I, I saw the other version, so I, I knew what they cut there. So apparently the husband is some genius space engineer designing a top-secret space thing. Um, yeah, this guy's such a fucking genius. He told the neighbor that his wife was dead, which is totally disprovable and, uh, <laughs> and didn't factor in that she could just come home early while he was fucking her, you know, cause he's a fucking genius. Uh,
0: <laughs> she may be on a trip out of town, but she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, yeah.
1: She'll never come back early or ever. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. So he's working on a thing. Uh, that he hasn't shown anybody yet, but the boss is so impressed by the thing that he has not seen that he is praising this dude in the fucking company meeting and He's oh. threatening to fire the other two co-workers because they haven't produced anything yet. Oh shit Like Okay, did we'll you rivalry brewing here. Yeah, like, you haven't seen what he's produced, but somehow he's kicking ass Okay, so the threatened co-workers decide that they need to steal The genius's plans to save their job, but the genius is so smart that what he does is invite them over to the house because he (laughs) thinks the boss is being too mean to him. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, this guy's fucking smarter than shit. So we discover the co-worker dude is actually trying to steal the plans to sell to a foreign entity. And how do we know he's foreign? Because he's wearing a fucking fez that's 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 apparently that just makes you what a foreign the fuck? yeah just some guy with a fez in a dark poorly lit back room
2: 2023 like, <laughs> what
1: the he's fuck? yeah he's from some country i don't know but he's clearly not from here with that fucking hat
2: that's ridiculous he could be oh. a shriner right I mean, if you got-
1: <laughs> the shriners want the plans of this space satellite we're tired of our little cars
2: we want power from those masons
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right so meanwhile a possessed space heather is wearing a mesh tank top with her titties totally exposed invites rebecca over uh and rebecca well what do you know she thought that she'd be mad about fucking her husband but heather says no big deal um i want you to have this glowing necklace oh shit, it's got a piece of space rock, so now Rebecca is also space-possessed, nice. and they fuck in the kitchen, because obviously. Um, awesome. <laughs> I will say Rebecca and Heather do work well together but this softcore shit is killing me. She's going down on Rebecca with her hair hanging down so you can't see there's no mm-hmm. contact, but mm-hmm. she's like a fucking foot and a half away. Like, <laughs> it's like clearly on her doesn't... belly button at best. Yeah, belly she's belly button in the, at the best. fucking sternum here like, uh, okay, <laughs> right. like who the fuck have you? Am food? I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Does it feel good? <laughs> Like, come on, man, just get in there. uh, (laughs) uh, So the co-workers come over and seize their opportunity to steal the space plans. Heather catches the co-worker in the room digging around and they fuck because, of of course. course. Uh, But this (laughs) Heather, Heather Vandeven, I'm I'm enjoying her. So uh, uh, I'll watch her pretend to have sex with multiple people (laughs) very poorly. It's uh, it's it's okay. So, oh, so the co-worker's wife or girlfriend, I don't know what the fuck, she's digging around in another room for the space plans, too. Heather catches her. Oh, boy, oh, boy, here we go. Uh, They go to the bathroom. Ah, fuck, she's giving her a space rock necklace. No action. Oh shit. Yeah, so, all right. So now she's glowing, and the plans have been stolen. (laughs) All three space-possessed hot chicks have a meeting because they're also after the space plans, because that's the point of the whole glowing rock, apparently. That's why everything's happening. That's why All this is going down. Oh, speaking of going down, Rebecca Love and the newest (laughs) space possessed chick are getting it on. Oh, shit. The co worker guy realized that he actually didn't get the plans. Um, He. So he has to come back, interrupts the terrible fake oral that we've got going on with a gun, uh, demanding the plans. He gets them. Uh, Heather calls her husband, the genius, to tell him that Dipshit Coworker has stolen the plans by gun to give them to a guy in the fez. Uh, But it turns out those also aren't the plans because this guy's a fucking idiot. He stole the wrong plans at gunpoint. So Dipshit tells, uh, tells the guy, no, 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 these have to be right because I robbed them at gunpoint. That's perfect says the guy in the fez who is an <laughs> undercover agent. Oh, oh shit. shit. A twist. I did not see it coming. Oh. Oh, it's I see amazing. anyone coming? <laughs> hey, phrasing. <There> <laughs> yeah. So I believe this is actually played by the director of this extinction oh. level disaster of a fucking film. Um So, now we're getting to the end here. The only females we haven't seen get together are Heather and the female co-worker played by Christine Nguyen. So, you know where this is going. Heather gets her alone in the bedroom. They take the clothes off. And she says before they all go back to space, she has one more sensation she needs to experience sex with a man. But there's no one here, says Christine, as Heather transforms into her husband.
2: Oh, shit. okay. Uh, Why not? Exactly,
1: because obviously (laughs) that's what happens. Um, So, uh, she turns into her genius husband, and they fuck until the husband walks in. And this is where we get the best acting of the entire fucking movie, as the genius dude has to act like his wife and does it with such a shitty effeminate tone. (laughs) It's just like... If I made it all worth it at the end. Then, apparently, instead of killing him, which they alluded to in the trailer, they decide they can just take him back to space with them or some oh. bullshit because the space plans him. are what was important or some shit. I don't know. So, terrible plot, <laughs> awful writing. Uh, above par acting for softcore porn. I very much enjoyed the ladies. There's plenty of titties. Um, so, I'm going to call this one a... Uh, a medium popcorn! But... It's only half of the medium popcorn because there's something shoved in the bottom of the container and it's the good half that you're missing. So, this uh, piece of shit was not from the 50s. Um, is what I'll... So, questions? Dude. I don't have any questions because, Ron, I watched it too. <laughs>
0: Whoa. <laughs> you watched the
2: abridged version or the unabridged
0: version? So, here's why I watched it. Well, I didn't actually watch it. I skipped through a lot because <laughs> Netflix, when Netflix first came out to streaming, they actually had the full softcore porn of some t- no movies. No way. What? They did. I, I remember coming that. across one that I had seen as when I was watching Skinnamax back in the day. And I was like, huh. I know this because I used to watch this as like, you know, as a teenager came on Skinnermax. I knew it. Like, I was like, all right. I'm like, there's no way this is actually porn on Netflix fucking porn was on Netflix. I was like, all right. Tubi <laughs> has got to have no rules. So I'm guessing Tubi's got the full porn. did not have the full porn. So I, that's no, that's man. where I was like I was like they, there's no way in 2023, 2024 are they having full porn on streaming services cuz porn's so readily available. But right. no? No, I was right. But I had to I yeah, I had to porn-ish. do my due diligence and check. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so bad softcore. I mean, I guess you see a lot of nipples, but it's Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Christine Nguyen, though,
0: is my favorite softcore porn actress, if I have to uh, rank them there, yeah. Do you
2: actually see vulva?
0: No. No. Do you cover
2: it up? Do you see bush?
0: Yeah, you get some of that. You get the landing strips every now and then, yeah. Right. Right. So I imagine dongs are not in
1: the picture. No dongs.
0: No. No dongs. You will occasionally maybe get a good like behind like you would see the tip of it like that's about it like you're never seen full frontal but it would be like if he's, if he's walking up to her naked you might if he's hung enough see it because there's nothing they can do about it because they're they're they don't have the money for editing so they can't edit it out <laughs> <laughs> so. well,
1: i don't know the special effects well when she tried oh, exactly yeah. how were the, they
2: oh, i would love to oh, hear about the special effects
1: <laughs> man i mean glowing rock the giant comet across the sky it was such garbage uh animation. did they do
2: cgi was it or uh, was yeah. it uh, practical effects
1: yeah no it was a uh, kind of the same house CGI. in the
0: hills and forever the movie and then a green screen that's all. that's that's what these movies are filmed
1: <laughs> basically everything was shot outside the house like up at it and <clears throat> yeah she literally walks out the back door and there's like glowing chunk of rock in a hole in the backyard and she's just like she just atoms. pokes it. Yeah. It starts glowing. <laughs> That's what like. I would
0: do. First thing I would do is right. go touch it. Pokes this a glowing, glowing thing just fell from the sky. Let me touch it. Yeah. I wonder what yeah. it feels like.
1: Yeah. I want to glow. <laughs> and then, yeah, Bizarre. then all of a sudden she's from another planet and wants to steal these space plans because somehow the creation of this genius's satellite uh, discovers their planet and it <clears throat> becomes a whole thing. So... Actually sounds better written than uh, your movie, so (laughs) I guess I I can't be too mad at it after listening to that debacle.
2: Dude, your movie at least has like a cohesive vision, you know, self-aware. I mean, I imagine it's pretty campy. It sounds pretty fucking campy. Yeah,
1: but that's enjoyable. Right. But I mean, I was going to tear it apart, and then after years it's like, no, I actually, <laughs> the, I'm mocking it as I say it, but no, that does follow. So they, the whole point, they come back. I mean, the fucking's all ancillary and sandwiched in, but I said you sandwiched watch that Tubi in. version, you don't get any anyway. So true. What a worthless was, piece of trash. It was an experience, and they did finished at the exact same time. So. It was <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> Hey, phrasing. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm I I didn't even know what to say about this piece of shit, but it's uh it was a learning experience and I hope that this time the wheel's not so horny. that's uh,
0: <laughs> the wheel is uh, not as horny uh this time okay, as good, I've good. come to find out. Um but uh we will go to the wheel next, but I do want to thank uh Rob for popping yeah. in with us and joining this uh venture we went on and again pretty much we went on a horny ride here on this <laughs> in this episode yeah. with yeah what yeah. the tits tna and fake fake uh <laughs> muff diving
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was... yep.
2: well thanks for having me fellas this was yeah uh, this is the kind of shit i'm into man
1: now oh, i love tearing oh. into
2: a bad movie
1: oh, <laughs> oh yeah
2: we're discussing a good movie
0: i mean either way
1: true just find, cinema. Find, let's find, cinema let's finding talk cinema finding that fucking cinema. gem buried on tubi right there's a couple there's some out there the other one i i watched <clears throat> i watched some of is a movie called
2: bad cat and it's just like the most mm. disgusting cgi animated movie it's it's just indescribably disgusting and vile and has no like uh what's the word? Like
1: nothing, nothing redeems
2: it. It's irredeemable, you know what I mean?
1: It's just shit for the sake of it.
2: Yeah, like the dude is just the cat is like just a nasty character. He looks disgusting. It starts with him shitting and then like scratch it like using his hand to wipe or something, or using somebody's towel to wipe. Hm. It's it's also like uh Yugoslavian or some shit. Okay. Kazakhstan, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't, Starting Bosnian, to sell
1: don't... me on this uh, if you're trying to, but it's working. <laughs>
2: it's very weird. Anyway, those are the only two B movies I've watched so far. Uh,
1: Not I've one.
0: watched, like, too many this week, which is why I think my algorithm has, like, really <laughs> skewed.
2: <laughs> hey, this fun. is data, ones, you know, for yeah. y'all's uh, study, you know.
1: I watch a lot of TV shows, so it suggests a lot of shows to me. I kind of have to dig through for movies since...
0: But we're gonna go with the wheel here. Um, again, I know a lot of my movies. Reason why I think my my algorithm is skewed <sighs> is because I've watched like three different kinds of genres of movies on Tubi, like back to back to back. So they don't know what I want to watch, and they just gave me kind of like a a little combination of everything. Uh, so, for instance, I have the Penthouse, which I've never seen before. It looks like a fake. Uh, um uh bachelor party like a okay. the Tom Tom hank's movie uh man about town i've heard about uh oh, we I got a like hear the same ones like, on like here. a late 90s movie we do the one i think that we do have a similar one is flying saucer rock and roll yeah which Oh, no idea that. what that's about, but Must again, like it has a 60s, this 60s, 70s
2: movie.
1: It
0: has that shitty 60s like graphic as the cover I art. It, I
1: think it's recent, though. I think that's a newer oh, one. Okay. I think it's that Here's the most recent as one as as I magic.
0: remember being Misty-ish. on this list is is Night School. that has got Tiffany Haddish, I think, and oh, Kevin okay. Hart, where Kevin Hart has to go back to night school or whatever it is. So again, I have stuff all over this uh, wheel here, so it's, this could be anything. Now, Ron, I have the idea of doing this. If you want to do it, we can do it. What my list lands on, you have to watch. And what your list lands on, you
1: have to watch. Or I I have to watch. I don't think I want any part of that shitty list. I feel bad enough about my own, but that genuinely hurts me. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking master of the universe is on there, man. (laughs) Masters! Billy Billy Barty Oh, prosthetics. Fuck. I don't know if I got enough drugs for that.
0: All right. Well, we'll we'll decide this later, but we will spin my wheel and see what I land on.
1: Maybe next time. This fuck. <laughs> that's, that's a sad fucking wheel.
0: Fuck. Like I God damn it.
1: Yeah. I would yeah, rather
0: I mean. watch any of those other shitty movies right now, This That's true. If you if you follow the Outsider Social Club, you will know why I hate this fucking movie. You will <laughs> absolutely know why I hate this movie. I did not want to live on this goddamn piece of shit yeah, see, when I saw it was on there. Goddamn it! Would, would the, not no, we're switching, them. Ron. <laughs> you you watch my movie. <laughs> oh, That's terrible.
1: Damn. And yeah, there's that I, flying saucer rock and roll. Okay, there's a couple things that look decent on here. I don't. All right, know. so let's go to Most your
0: list, Ron. Yeah. You have The the Thing, which is a classic. You have The Blob, which apparently a lot of your movies are just the before your movie titles. (laughs) It's your movies. Uh, Like I said, we have the same flying saucer rock and roll. But again, we've established your algorithm is space sci-fi adventure and probably gratuitous. They'll need to be
1: on there. It is leaning that way of kind of They're like now exploitation that I see
0: movies. A lot of these, you know what I
1: mean? Like night of the Bar-head.
0: demons.
1: Yeah. They all sound the people that should've. time
0: forgot, which I I saw the cover art for that. And it's like, yeah.
1: I a caveman with it. a
0: dinosaur behind it, I think. Or some yeah. shit like that. I
1: have no idea any of the years on those.
0: <laughs> it can, can it. Like the cover art says 1953, but it also comes be right. 2023.
1: Oh. <laughs> I got fooled this week on that one. Uh, that sounds like a I delightful 1956 sci fi. That is wild. Let's see
0: what your wheel like determines for you. Maiden
1: sounds delightful. Come on. Okay. Uh. Oh. I don't know what that is. The
2: comedy? With like I, hella comedians in it and shit?
1: I think, is that an old no, one? No,
0: you're thinking of, I know you're thinking of. I don't with, know what that with is. Smash Mouth at the end?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how do you know which one I'm talking I about? Mean, rat Race? Is it, yes, Rat, rat Race. Rat Race, is that what it is? I think that's what it is.
1: I don't know what this is.
0: <laughs> Ron, Jesus Christ. I'm going old, soon, You got Ron, a movie I'm from 1965. Yes, and it is two hours and forty
1: minutes. Oh, oh no. fuck me! I bet hey, this is It's got Jack Lemmon
2: not... in it, though. You know, okay. and Tony Curtis, bro. Come on. Oh, okay.
1: At least I can and masturbate Wood. to it. Come Natalie
0: yeah. Woods. Natalie Woods in it. Oh right. shit! All right, a suffragette. She plays a suffragette. So this is like a period piece. I can all all totally
1: right. crank one out to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be better than that fucking softcore. Porn right. You the watch. last bullshit I watched couldn't even get one up. Come on. Oh, come
0: on, man. Just better the be head f- being under sternum just, just, just took me out of it, man. Just like I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, yeah, I know it's not true head. now.
1: <laughs> there better be all I'm saying is there better be a fucking hot air balloon in this movie, or I'm fucking cashing out. Dude,
0: it looks do. like it might.
1: It there really better does. be.
0: There's a <laughs> hot so f- hot air balloon tour. There's a carriage ride, I'm sure, somewhere. Oh, I'm God sure of it. Dude. Better be. A train. Gotta be in oh,
1: that shit. Oh, trains a given. I wasn't on, even. Man. I wasn't even
0: questioning. You, actually, you reason. might. You might see an ankle in this movie. You might see an ankle. Oh, I don't. I can't shit. promise it, but you might get an ankle. Dude, right.
2: you might even see a corset potentially if they really oh, get risque. Shit, you know.
1: Some I'm stun- looking forward to some it, some it now. Shit. Got myself talked into this. <laughs> I might start tonight. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of time it's a
0: long move you got some time <laughs> oh, this might
1: take me three sittings but I'm just high enough to try this
0: <laughs> alright again thanks to Rob Snow host, yeah. of, host of the uh, Nostalgia Pit uh, rapper named Arliss got a great album just came out recently go check it out thank you uh, and it's going to do it for us here at To Be Determined uh, so you know follow us along so you guys can figure out what movie is next on your list to watch
1: Oh, this is going to be delightful. Look forward to this hot air balloon in advance. <laughs> All the petticoats and tuxedos. Oh, fuck yeah.
2: Canes, maybe? Oh, shit. People who didn't need them had canes. You're
1: listening to the half assed Podcast Network. Did you know that?